Are you Mandalorian? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. Three men and a baby Yoda podcast. Matthew, Dylan, Callan. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 19th episode of the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. We are back after two weeks. What an excellent two weeks it's been. Two episodes on Ryloth, and joining me tonight is my good buddy, Collingwood did lose again, I believe, Callum Gardner. Yeah, I wish we did a podcast last week, Matt. Uh, thanks, but because uh, we won last week against the Tigers, but yeah, it was a rough afternoon. It was a good good couple of weeks. I actually enjoyed getting into the Star Wars a bit earlier than a minute before our podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. So, smashed them out. I Yeah, I know we're going to get into it later. Great week. Great couple of weeks for Star Wars. Um, but, Dill, how'd you go? Yeah, good, mate. I th- we are... Manly's come off another win. Go, Manly. I know. Another <laughs> week, another Manly win. This guy's just uh, loving the roll. Like say, that, say that every week. I know. It's good. It's a good feeling. Um Apart from that, what have I done? Uh, lots and lots and lots of Rebels. I think every night I've been watching at least one or like a few episodes and That's Matt receives my spam. So I've just entered season four. Here we um, go. Been watching, what have I done? I'm up to episode three now. So there's been some massive highlights, but I reckon, do we save them, Matt, for a, uh, a Rebels rewatch no, summary? No, no, let's, let, let's do it now. Let's, uh, do you want to tell us about, we, I mean- we just did a Disney group watch, and this time around, I sent an invitation to Callan. Oh, I'm sure you were get- halfway through an episode, mate. Don't act like you guys thought of me midway. No, no, we hadn't started. I sent you the text. <laughs> I get a response, question mark, question mark, and I'm saying, and all I said was, don't say we don't invite you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm watching Survivor. <laughs> yeah, it's mid, mid Survivor, uh, Survivor kickoff. And um, I actually would have enjoyed to watch it. What app did you smash out? We watched so, the Heroes of Mandalore season four episodes one and two. Oh, good apps. Good, mm, very good apps. So, so tell, tell us about them. About these two episodes, or just oh, tell us about your rebel. Tell us about your Star Wars Fortnite. Like, what's been the highlight of your past two weeks? And uh, oh, it's got to be Twin Suns. I think finally watching. Uh, the episode twin titled Twin Sons, which is where Maul finally f- comes face to face with Kenobi. That's that whole episode. I, I knew as soon as I saw the title, I'm like, finally, I'm up to the part that I've pretty much watched this whole series for. So I can't say that that's that's big, but um, no, it was it was pretty magical. I think this was probably the Mandalorian last five minutes with Luke level excitement for me. So. We got to the the episode, sort of started playing out, and you have that you have that um bit with uh, Maul in the in the sand, Kenobi. And I was like, oh, this is, I, this is I, it's happening. I love that you've got the rest of season four still to come. I know, I know. So yeah, it's gonna be good. No, you got your your. But we got to through. we got to I got to the very end of the episode where. He, you know, he actually comes face to face with Kenobi, and he they're having their little exchange. And Matt, how many texts I think I sent you that night? It was a whole paragraph like, of 
so I got about nine texts in a row, some summarizing the um, the the episode, the meaning, the um, the context between the episode. I was the, so emotional. The history of the episode. So basically, no, mate, you got yourself texting you. Yeah, but I just reply, <laughs> I, I forwarded a screenshot of that to our good buddy Mark um, from Pink Milk After Dark, and he says, "Finally, five years too late." <laughs> what did Mark say? He said, "Good." <laughs> okay, just good. But uh, what, yeah, what, no, are you, was, what, what, what are you looking for here, Dylan? I don't know. Just, tell me, I'm, tell me I'm, shit. The one, I'm used to being you're the one behind. Too. You're the one you're behind. You are behind. So yeah, I was going to give you anything. But let's touch on, uh, I think, Thrawn. My my Thrawn development has obviously come more to light than... Come of age. Come of age <laughs> to when we last spoke. He's so good. How good He's is just he? such a badass. I, I, I've never loved a villain as much as I've loved, I guess, uh, or anti-heroes or anything as much as the Joker, but Thrawn's coming very close. Yeah, but very I reckon close. Thrawn... I don't think he's um. He's, there's a different. There's another. Yeah, still heaps to come, but there's another game. He's playing another game. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So he's he's like a level above everyone else. But I don't think he necessarily loves the empire. He's just doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's a means to an end for him. Yeah, it is. Mm. So it'll come. Mm. The oh, Bendu. What about the <laughs> Bendu? Oh, that was so cool. What's the Bendu? Mm. Hold on. You know what is a Bendu or what is what, the. What's the Bendu? Bendu is the mythical force creature that teaches Kanan how to see when he's blind and oh. um, takes the uh, the um, Sith holocron and sort of guides Kanan through the whole of season three and then fights Thrawn at the end. Not a big not a big deal, Cal. But you're probably yeah, very sorry, sleep deprived. Let, let's quote him as he says: "I am light. I am the dark. I am the Bendu." I am the one in the middle. Oh, fuck mm. me. I had to ruin it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. It's all good. It's all good. This this Wikipedia is going to uh, that's it. The Molopedia. <laughs> Molopedia. Now, now, Callan, tell us about your Star Wars Fortnite. What was the highlight of the Star Wars calendar for you? Well, we got to see our, uh, you know, the crossover with uh, the Sandulas back in town. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, pretty epic. And I think it was a – it's not one of those, you know, it's not Luke level, but it's – I love – I actually really enjoyed the crossover. See, yeah. Chopper, Chopper was just made me laugh. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it. You, you sort of knew how the next steps were going to go once that finished. Yeah. So, and um, no, nah, I really enjoyed it. It was great. That's why I watched the second one. I think I watched it on Friday, which is – Unusual for you. Yeah. yeah I watched the 501. I was, I was that keen as well. I was uh, very excited, but um, funny how in the credits, you know, how at the end of Rebels, oh, I'll, I'm going to spoil this for you, Dylan. It's not a big one, but the voice of Chopper was played by Dave Filoni. I didn't know Wait, that. What? Yeah, so Chopper's played by Dave <laughs> Filoni, and, but for the whole of four seasons of Rebels, except for the last episode, it says Chopper as himself. And in this episode of, of Clone Wars... It was. It reverted back to. I'm oh, sorry, the Bad Batch. It reverted back to Chopper as himself. So uh, that was the, that was a big reveal. Another one from the Molopedia file. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> this. This is stuff that you wouldn't know unless you were, you had the Molopedia by your side. A lot of people know this, but just it's a, it's a it's a very elite. It's it's, it's Mole Force ninety nine. Oh, I've, I've never watched a credit 
of anything in my life straight away. That's, why, you, that's why you're not a Marvel fan. <laughs> mm. Matt, what about you, mate? My Fortnite has been good. I have uh, I've enjoyed the Bad Batch. I have uh, I've been selling toys. I've got a few 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 chats on the go to sell a few excess pops to uh, free up some dinero for the uh, for the display fund. That's I'm, I'm I have to sell more sell some to buy some. And uh, had yeah. a, had a few things come in this over the last two weeks. I picked up a a Soaker and Sabine. Black Series loose off a uh, off an eBay sale, so that came in the mail, and I was giddy like a uh, kid on Christmas, get run into the mailbox, and then um, got a fa- I found a Mando uh, Black Series like loose with his you know blaster rifle to go next to the helmet. So uh, the display is coming along nicely. I'm like, it is. I was going to say it's coming along. Even the picture of these stupid coins, it looked good. <laughs> They're not just coins. any coins. They're very important <laughs> coins. They're the coins of Mortis, okay? And as, as a Rebels and a Clone Wars fan, you should respect them more, especially. <laughs> and Dylan, Dylan will, will soon in 15 episodes. Yeah. Matt tags me in coins probably every other week. He wants you to believe. <laughs> uh, I actually don't like it, but... I like how Matt's using the terminology now. Oh yes, I bought a loose Mando <laughs> Black Series. Isn't that it? Well, there's different grades. Like, if you're an idiot that wants to just put it in the box and then never touch it again, then you need to have a you know a giant wall with like special hooks for you know your display, so you can just put them in like wallpaper. I don't have time for that. Um, I've got I've got open shell. I, I didn't plan this; it just happened organically. <laughs> so. <laughs> What would now, you say I, started I, your your collection? Was it was it the pops? It was just the pops. Like yeah, I, I was going to build. It was just going to. I was just going to do like shelves, and then I don't know something happened. And well, no, I think this has like been almost five years in the making. Because I remember back in when we were working together, ages ago, mm-hmm. you were still buying the the pops, and you and Brinkat were showing them off. Yeah, no, we, I just had the pops on like a entertainment unit, just on a mm. standing on the on top of that thing, and then it sort of started to overgrow, and then I started to put all my pop culture displays out, and then it was like, Jesus, if, if you have kids, that kid's going to just mm-hmm. – and a kid came over one day and just tore it to shreds, and I was like, no. i got to put this behind glass now. So uh, that's what – I reckon if Callan's kid came over, it wouldn't last more than 40 seconds in the old, the old way. <laughs> Yeah, my like youngest. Good luck to you. He'll be all over it. I've seen the Instagram stories. That kid is yeah. very, very active. He's uh, he's just figured out how to take the um, couch pillows off the couch, and he just yells <laughs> out, "Help! Help! Help!" And you think he's in trouble, but he's just trying to pull the the couches, the pillows off. It's just chaos. I tell you what, but- if it was a younger me, I'm as destructive as anything. I, I found enjoyment out of reverse engineering toys. It was just. <laughs> How how could I break it to the point where I can't put it back together? That's a good way mm-hmm. to play with your toys, mate. Mm-hmm. Really useful. <laughs> it lasted three days, if that. Oh, man. I can imagine. like, that, And that's why I have decided to uh, embark on a toy display at the age of 38 and not <laughs> the age of four. Now you have a little boy, so. Yeah, there'll, be locks, there'll like, be locks on that bad boy and alarm system set up. Motion detector. Definitely. Uh, 
get those um you know in the those those security laser things in the in the prison that just they detect movement <laughs> they just shoot to kill shoot shoot to stun or he you're just gonna have to buy two of everything Matt there's two of everything give it one you'll be laughing mm, well I feel like I'm a bit like Adam from la- from our last episode who decided to just buy stuff for his kid and then eventually realized he was just buying it for himself and not for, <laughs> not for his child but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not masquerading on any of that um these are my toys Santa you can get your own you in fact <laughs> my wife is buying new toys daily and I don't have the the I don't what's the word yeah. the goal the gall to say no, given I just, you know, oh, I was like, didn't you just get an Ahsoka, a Mandalorian, and Sabine in the mail? I'm like, yeah, but that was 10 bucks on eBay. You want to buy something that the dog chewed in in a day. Um, so. The joys, mate, the joys. It is, mate. It's just toys and new clothes. Toys and new clothes. That's the fortnightly routine. <laughs> I, I do have a comment from, I'm surprised there wasn't, I expected more hype out of you, Matthew, for these episodes. I thought you would have been mean? a little. I thought you would have been a little, and maybe I um, wasn't. I wasn't that much online the last couple of weeks. But the how did the Sindula when it, when they, when she came up? How did it make you feel? Oh, we'll, we'll get into that, Cal. You're uh, you're jumping the gun a bit, mate. We uh, we got some news to go through first, but uh. My my incitement levels are pretty high. You just you would there's a side chat that me and Dylan have just that we'd keep you out of because it's it's, it's after hours and uh, after hours. So you, you're probably feeling left out here. But let's look, let's just go to a, a little little piece of news. It's quite close to my heart. We've had a few tweets. We've had a, 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 a liked tweet back from the man himself, Mark Hamill, and we're going to see on August 25. The making of the biggest Star Wars secret since the "I Am Your Father" moment, and that was—they're going to show the making of the final episode of Mando, Disney Star Wars: The Making of. Mm. Huge. Mm. Like I was watching Steele's pod this week, and he had an, a metaphor that didn't come out that great, but it was sort of like we've seen the sausage. Do we want to see the sausage get made? Is is the magic behind the sausage <laughs> not going to be spoiled by by seeing it made? Well, now it's we have the sausage. Do we want the sauce? Mm. No, I like I, that. I, I don't. I I don't think if you if you don't look into it too much, I think it'll be pretty sweet. I think it's going to be. But I'm interested to see the guy underneath playing that English character. Guy. Yeah. Max Holmes, I think his name was. I can't remember. It's uh, yeah, he uh, he did the the choreography, but I think it'd be pretty magical to see. I, I reckon it'll be at least forty five minutes. It's not going to be. Well, they're, they're obviously going to show how they've kept it a secret as well, right? Well, they gave it to the best secret keeper in the galaxy because mm-hmm. Mark Hamill has been, he's just been known. He's the hide and seek champion from the Force Awakens. He is. Uh, the secret champion from the Empire Strikes Back, and he's just stayed true all these years. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about uh, this episode? We're we gonna we're we gonna do a group watch on that day. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we should. When is it? Mm. When is August twenty fifth? What date is that for? Wednesday. Just after twenty fourth. Oh, you're fucking smart, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, what's- it's locked down. That's the, he's been he's been hanging with children under the age of four. That's definitely a, <laughs> yeah. This is his way to this is his way to burn off some steam. 
He's forgotten how to interact with people older than five years old. So I just <laughs> make the cut. Well, we got so, a bit over a month, so yeah, it falls on a Wednesday. So, it's gonna, it's gonna feel. I, I think it's gonna see out the uh, the bad batch. So once that's finished, we will move on with this, and then it's gonna be a two or three week wait for Star Wars Visions. That's eight out eight episodes come out on one day, and uh, oh, really, is it all of them the same day? All same day. We love a binge. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't I don't think they're going to be very long. They might be twenty eight or nine minutes each. Oh, oh really? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, t- just, typical, I'm just guessing. Yeah, typical animes, much like Rebels and whatever, they're about twenty minutes long, twenty two minutes. So, if you might be right though, they could just be short, short stories. Hmm. Mm. So, in other news, though, like saw some interesting stuff about the Kenobi show, and Noah tweeted out this morning. Um, that the Obi-Wan Kenobi show could be the greatest thing Disney ever do. Wow. Who said that? Noah Noah Van Outlaw from Kessel Run, or formerly of Kessel Run. He's probably moving on. to. He was Kessel Run Radio before, so he might revert to that. But uh, I think some some news out of there is that Sung Kang – the Asian guy on there might be playing the Inquisitor, and they uh, they may have casted a, a young Leia for the show. So that's great. Interesting. See, I don't want to. I don't want the hype to get to me. That's the only thing. It's going to be big, but I, don't I think they're the keeping it on the low pretty well. Yeah. Um, because if they overhype it and they don't deliver, but I think they really know they have to deliver. Yeah. And you know, you don't want to ruin Kenobi's name. It's you know, you're up there with the. It's not the big one of the biggest names in the franchise, mm-hmm. so it's uh, that's good. That's great. That's positive feedback. That's all you want. I, so I have knowing, a you're sorry. Right. I was going to say I think knowing that we have Ewan still is a big, a big plus. So 100%. You, we can't really fail there. Well, you've got Ewan and uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. But what 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 role Hayden Christensen plays, like? I've just been thinking about this because, you know, they, like you said, they've got to get it right and they can't interfere too much in that there are certain, you know, points of views and certain themes that, you know, if you have them fighting every for eight episodes, then they won't be that shocked when they see each other in A New Hope. So, mm-hmm. But then there's also that, 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 that line in Return of the Jedi, which I really think that's the, the only play on when Luke and Vader are chatting and, He's like, come with me, and he's and he says, Obi Wan once thought like you do. Um, you know, he's never done that in the movies. He never asked him to come with him, so that's the sort of, you know, theory they can sort of plot. They can sort of fill with with sausage. Yeah, with sausage. <laughs> that's the worst metaphor. Sorry, Steel. <laughs> or analogy, whatever it is. That's horrible. Um, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put the sausage metaphors to bed. <laughs> Please do. I'm gonna I put them the back butcher, in the pantry. Put them back in the freezer. The, the, the butcher is closed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this you sort of said it. If they don't, out of this, the, the uh, these movies they've done solo. What's it? Um, Rogue, 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 Rogue One. Come on, you should know that, mate. I oh, know. Sorry, I got it wrong. But you know, you're one out. You're one out of two. Really. Uh, General consensus, I liked both of them, but general consensus, there is one out of two. But I think Kenobi, the biggest name they've really done, 
it's probably the big one of the biggest things since Mandalorian. So I think they they should nail it. And it's going to be real interesting to see how they play on this because I think the the time between. Um, Do we know the timeline when they have nailed it? When they're planning it? Well, it's when he's um, ten years before a new hope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's when it starts. But it could go over many years. It could be a nightmare. It could be that's what I was thinking. Set, yeah, it could be set in Doctor Strange's multiverse of madness. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're having some weird crossovers, man. Off topic, quickly. Mm-hmm. You saw the Ryan Reynolds, uh, Deadpool, and Korg. I did ad I for that. Free Guy. <laughs> so good. Um, no, but going going back, it's going to be interesting to see. I really hope they they play on this whole solitude and um, Kenobi rising above his past, becoming Ben Kenobi, and do you know what I mean? It's going to be big. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to be a cracker. So, what, what's the date for that? Rough. Next- we, ha- we, we have we have no date, so mm-hmm. we don't know. Mm. Next so year, exactly. You have to wait and see. But uh, it's it's saying that there will be filming in March of next year. So oh, okay, so probably twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Is that what it says? No, that's what I think it'll be. No, no, I think they'll, they'll punch it out next year. And they might get a little trailer at celebration. Oh, no, you'll be starting. Celebrations will be March as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, it might be May. So if it's that, who yeah, knows? Because wouldn't it be about May? Yeah. I feel like there should be some Star Wars trailers dropping soon, though. We should be getting close to a book of Boba Fett. We're, you know, less than five months away. Oh. We should be getting some. We should give me some some sizzle. Yeah, Star Wars is so good, so good. good. We have so much. Before we go on, I mean, I'll ask you, Dylan. Mm. You've seen you you know you've seen Thrawn now in in Rebels. Yep. And we know we're going to see him in live action. And I want you to answer this too, Callan. Are are you are you worried about them? Or how they're going to portray him in yep. live action, or what they're going to do. Like, was, what yeah. you, what's your concerns, and what's your what are your excitement levels for the upcoming Thrawn live action? Well, I thought I, I was actually thinking about it the other day when you know the scene Matt where Thrawn was figured out Callus, and obviously that that whole moment to me, I was thinking Vividly. you you can't. I don't think unless you have someone with the same sort of tone and gesture. Because we don't know who Thrawn's being played by yet, right? We do. We do? It'll be Lars Mikkelsen, the same actor. Okay, good. I was about to say, he just needs to have that same tone of speech, the the calm aura, the calm, controlled, collected, and precise, you know? So it's not confirmed as yet, but there's it's 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 widely rumoured that Lars Mikkelsen will reprise the role of Thrawn as live action. So he has the voice. He's got the mannerisms. Good. He just needs to, to paint himself blue. He needs to go full blue. He needs to blue himself. Mm. Well, for me, I think it depends on what, if they bring him in just to be a part of someone else's story or they they there's a lot his story could be and um, with some of the books and all that sort of stuff. I think it really that's where it depends. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. No, I think it's going to be good. I mean, I mean, he will be brought in to be like sort of the big baddie of the Mandoverse. So, you know, he's got a very interesting backstory. He's got a very he's got he's got an excellent place now, sort of where he can be the big you know evil villain between return of the jedi and the force awakens where mm. they got a you know 30 years to play around with and a great character in mando and grogu and you know everything's set up now um so yeah i guess uh we'll wait and see but let's uh let's move on to the devil's deal i think episode 11 of the bad batch i'm going to call it the ryloth prequel we didn't know we need until now mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me, tell me, boys. Cal, you go first, mate. You, uh, and then I'll give you my excitement levels, which uh, I'll, I'll deep dive into that. Uh, how'd you find the episode when you at first? Yeah, I was um, pretty pumped when it, when it, you know the the crossover. The moment I sort of touched on it before, the moment I saw uh, Chopper, Hera, um, you know, it showed a bit of that occupancy of the Imperials again, like the same sort of shit, but. They really outweighed uh, really the I guess the stars of that that app clearly. Um, it was really a standard standard layer, um, and there wasn't that much of the actual Clone Force ninety nine, which mm-hmm. surprised me. Um, there was did, one scene. They were they were a cameo of their own show. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the comment that's been made. So, but it was um, no, I really enjoyed it. Really off the cuff, my first thought was I enjoyed it. I was glad I watched it early. Um, and yeah, you straight straight away you knew there was going to be a rescue. You know, we're going to talk about the next episode soon, but you just, I just straight away went, okay, there's going to be a next step. We'll be a rescue. We'll be laughing. But it's um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. No, no, it was it was very very good in that uh, you know it's it sort of started out exactly like the uh, the last episode where you know you've got the the city from a from abroad and then you zoom in. And that got the whole crowd sticking around. I, I think that's true. That's what they're trying to show how the empire is working. In that, you know, you saw Raxus, that was a separatist um, mm. planet, yeah. and how they took that over. Then, you know, Ryloth was a working with the Republic for freedom, and uh, they they fought together. And then they sort of they're sort of taking over it strategically rather than invading, um, and sort of you know. We'll go into the later, but I mean, you can see that you know Admiral Rampart sort of has a strategy in place to um, upset the locals, work with the corrupt senator, and sort of get what he needs, and then deploy whatever he wants. And I mean, that's what the Imperial MO is: it's just planetary occupation, take all the resources, and then just and then just leave once it's done, mm. and leave a garrison behind. Uh, Deal. What about you, mate? Well, without jumping onto the Hera Chopper bandwagon, Chopper is seriously one of my favorite characters next to Hera. But mm. Hauser was like Hauser was a big part of these two episodes to me. There's a lot going on behind the scenes between um, Hera Chopper and Hauser and the the other Sindulas. So I don't know if you want me to talk a bit about it now, or if you want to do that a little bit soon. No, no. Well, let's just um, all right. Let's go. 
through the characters in the episode. I mean, I think we we start with the Imperials and the Admiral Rampart. How did you? Uh, yeah. He seems to have uh, picked up his game. Dill, what do you uh, what do you see from uh, from good old Admiral Rampart now? Well, I feel like he is he just going by you know he's got his own agenda. He wants to further his own sort of position as most of the the Imperials do, whether it be between people like Constantine and rebels and and everything like that. They're all sort of trying to get to that next level through their own means, but they're trying to please someone, you know, whether it be the Emperor or 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 everyone like that. But they're so hell bent on this mission that you know, you've you've got all these other clones at the moment in specifically Bad Batch that are they're kind of in between, um, you know, taking the orders and there's some of them are starting to see that maybe it's not the right thing that, that we're doing here. So, yeah. He's, he's a mm. little bit, yeah, I think he's got a little bit more, um, he's a little bit smarter than probably previous um, Imperial admirals, etc. cetera, mm. high ranking officers. He's, you know, he's got a bit of, he's got a bit he's of, got- um, He's got a plan. He's a man, man with a plan. He's not yeah. a bumbling buffoon. Yeah. Um, now let's 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 talk about the person that everyone's standing behind, and it's uh, it's quite odd that you know you've got a group of soldiers who are looking absolutely identical, but somehow House has got some sort of hair routine that just makes him <laughs> Mister Handsome of of the imperial of the imperial army now. Like he's uh, Look at this man. I, yeah. I even did my hat my my hat my hair for. The House of Podcast today. <laughs> it's it's funny. I texted Dylan. Um, I want House of Hair, and you've got the volume for it. <laughs> you got the volume. Come on. Let's well, see. Let's see. From get go, he was definitely conflicted. Like he straight away mm. knew um, that he wasn't enjoying it. There's more to it than yeah. just that, though. You know, it's is he? He seems a little bit battle scarred himself, right? So is it is it a has he been in some sort of accident where he's bumped his head or whatever or is he one of the first generations where the chip's wearing off you know it's there's so many different things that he, Captain Houses or what's it, uh, Captain Ballast is the other name he goes by not sure I think man, Ballast not- is the other name but um okay yeah like is his ranking an effect does rank come into play with the chip or? Well, I don't think there are any Jedi on Ryloth. So, you know, there was, I mean, it's the weird thing is like, you know, it's sort of, they just got killed the Jedi and they just moved on. But what about for the the clones that didn't sort of um, kill any Jedi or do they just, hmm. have they had their personalities affected? Is Are they changed forever? I mean, you can see he was definitely conflicted, and and this is what they're trying to show you. I mean, they in the previous episode it was a separatist um, country that they've t- taken over once again, you know, Cringe. infiltrating via the senator. Mm. Um, this time around, you've got stormtroopers who have fought side by side with liberators uh, for peace, and now they're the sort of the, the police and the moral police as well. Mm. And you know, ramparts playing the two against each other with an agenda to you know subjugate. Mm. Um, so you, you've seen that, that internal conflict and um, 
you know, House is just there to follow orders, but he's starting to get a mind of his own as well on what's right and wrong and developing his own moral compass. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was I, I like that. And we, you know, we got to see Charm and Gobi and Eleni as Hera's mom. And oh, hold on, hold on. Anyone think she? Anyone knows she's French? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there, there's a bit in the, the Rebels. Accent. No, but there's a bit in Rebels where Hera's talking to um, to Cham, and her voice for a split moment reverts back to that French accent. Is it French? I, I always yeah, thought it was French. more like t- it's like Turkish. No, no, no. Uh, it's, it's very French. French. Yeah, I laugh. It made me laugh. But, but yeah, I, I didn't get the whole because that, that, that that's one question I've got is, you know, is, is she putting on the this accent she has in Rebels where it's not French, like it's more of the English? Well, I figured you got to have them though. We've got to get us a Kiwi. On the Clone Force 99, that's Super Kiwi. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's probably good to have a few different accents here and there. Mm. Well, I think in Rebels, yeah, she's she's been away from her homeland and and that's that's what I mean. Native native tongue. She hasn't lost it. Like it's just that she's turned it off to to communicate better with. I, I, you know, she'd be talking in Twi'lek on Ryloth, and then she'd be speaking basic around the world. So. You know, you have a you know some people have an English accent and a you know different accent for their mm. home tongue. So um, I think it's a bit like that. Um, but talking, it's quite talking funny a little, though, the little bit more about uh, Hauser because I'm I'm very interested to hear a little bit more on what you think, Matt. So you, you think if these clones haven't been around the Jedi, that the chip either doesn't have the same effect or. <laughs> No, it has an effect. It's just, it's sort of like a resetting of the orders and and the, you know, the compliance sort of thing. So orders change. So like, you know, basically for them, it's, this is the directive. Right. And now it's changed and you just, you follow the, you follow the orders without question. So, you know, and so one day these people are your friends, Mm -hmm. the next day got to kill them. And don't worry, you're doing the right thing and don't, don't even think about it. So, you know, if it was any, anyone else, you'd just be like, wait a second, sorry. I'm, 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 I can't, I can't execute that. Um, but the chip just makes them do it. No questions asked. Yeah, so it's like full at, compliance. At, at the time, the order 66 was just to, you know, that was that, but then going forward, it's whatever order is given to them that it, well, it's, it's almost like a resetting of the program. Mm. I mean, they're, mm. they're fully programmed. Yeah. And then from that point onwards, it's sort of like a, just a full compliance with the chain of command. I don't understand then how he's able to defect. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, my, my question becomes is w- what's happened with Hauser that's different to the other clones? Like, is he a mutated clone himself? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I've tried to piece together in this episode. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, that's the thing, I mean, the big thing about these clones was, and you know, you saw them get like Captain Rex has an enormous personality. Yeah. Some of them just have none. Some of them are just good just, fold, yeah. soldier, 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 follow order, blah blah blah. But mm. you know, the, the Jedi encouraged them to have their own personality. They gave them their own names, not numbers. Mm. Um, and so you know, you sort of get free will and thought. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like some of them have developed um, brain mappings of their own, and um, right. yeah. So, like, developing a personality may, I wouldn't say overpower the chip, but have 
more of an impact to where if you, if you didn't have one, then you're just sort of a mindless soldier. No, I could see that. Mm. Mm. But you knew straight away that he's there's more to come. That's yeah, the, yeah which is cool. I think that they've obviously played him up to be a character that's going to be quite important. And just one one quick little throw or tidbit. I, I pointed out in the episode, Matt, uh, Cal, to Matt, did you see where Hera was brought back with uh, Captain Hauser that in the background was the the shot or the blown up Y-wing that Hera took Chopper from? Yep. I did not see that. Yeah, I saw it and I thought, oh, shit, is this like a little throwback to Rebels? But apparently it's been there the whole time and I've just been oblivious to it. It It, it is a throwback to Rebels in that there was the episode back at Hera's old house mm. and Chopper sort of has like an anxiety attack in front of the Y-Wing. <laughs> and remember, and he's like, what's that all about? And he goes, oh, oh Chopper's in always Rebels. in Rebels yeah, in yeah, front yeah, yeah. of that very yeah. Y-Wing. So it's more of a continuation of that. Mm. And... uh and yeah, I mean, I, I liked this whole episode in that it, it you know, it's sort of we're set on Ryloth. You get an amazing backstory into the Twi'lek history, the uh, Imperial occupation, and their tactics. You get a small cameo from the Bad Batch who decide to drop off some weapons. Another mission for Sid. It seems that even though they're even now, they're just I don't know. They're, they're just doing some extra jobs for some pocket money savings. <laughs> get, some get, some, uh, get some extra mantel mix in the ship. <laughs> well, there's, there's also two topics to discuss i think from this episode and a little bit of next where i said there's two things i want to talk about one is that is this the i wouldn't say it is this but this shows us a little bit more of Hera's origin into wanting to become a pilot and her her path to do so with omega and and the bad batch which is cool um Mm -hmm. but but one thing i wanted to ask you both we obviously see crosshair again in this Mm -hmm. episode He's a little bit fucked up, a little bit scarred on the side of his head where quite possibly his inhibitor chip was. Do you think at this point Crosshair is acting on free will and resentment for his brothers or if he's still under the effect of the chip? Still affected the chip. You think so? I think so. 100%. I think he'll Mm. he'll die. He'll die at the end of this. They won't get him back. Because I... I have a thought where Crosshair, this entire show, has been accurate, right? Moving ships or not, right? You know the scene where they're seen flying out of, I think it's in the next episode, Rescue on Ryloth, where they're flying out uh, of the escape instead of coming out the main door, they're flying out the other side and Crosshair misses three shots. Yeah, but it, it's a sniper rifle against a ship. It wouldn't. It wouldn't do there anything a, anyway. He shot a tracking dart on a ship that the episode before. Nah, with hundred percent accuracy. I think you're reaching. Just, you reckon? I think, yeah, I think you're. Crosshair's I think you're a dog. Pool, remember, he's a dog. I know he's a dog, but I have hope. <laughs> I have hope. Nah. If, if 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 Kylo Ren can come back, okay. Well, can come what I'm back. trying to say is, I'm not trying to have hope in in the sense of he's going to turn back good. What I want to know is, is he... Conflicted. Yeah. Is he either conflicted or is he is this him acting of his own free will? Like he, he knew that his role was to follow orders, but now he's so hell bent on following the orders. The chip's not doing anything. This is Like you said, Matt, with Hauser and, you know, the order at the time was to do this. That, that order's been long gone. Now it's, I want to find them, you know? 
I'll refine the Bad Batch. Well, I'll I'll debunk your theory next as we review the next episode. Let's okay. just right. uh, let's just finish up things here. In that, what do we have? So, you know, we had some lovely interaction between Hera and Omega. Um, Hera's taken hostage, and Charm and the parents and the Freedom Fighters sort of free her, and and then. Admiral Rampart's plan, and you can just see Crosshair following orders from Admiral Rampart, shoots the senator in the head, and they frame the Twi'leks for that and take them arrested. And that's where sort of the episode stops, you know, leaving on that cliffhanger. And, you know, you knew, well, we knew that the next week's episode is called The Rescue of Ryloth, so that sort of mm. gave way, and we thought, oh, let's just make this a, a two-week podcast and uh, go episode one and two, but... How did you? Uh, how did how did this episode leave you, Cal? Yeah, I said it before straight away. You knew, like, okay, Bad Batch will be in here for about ten seconds. Next episode, we're gonna do some saving. Um, yeah, I thought that it, I, I don't mind a little cliffhanger between apps because it sort of made me want to watch the next one pretty quick. Um, you know, because you know you get some of those feelers sometimes. It's just to go rescue back. Everyone high fives wait for the next one mm. so it was good i enjoyed it i, I loved um chopper getting involved all that sort of stuff and um i thought the sniper you don't really generally see too many people getting um sniped in the head <laughs> in um in these shows so i thought it was it was good it's, in, it's interesting bet. to see how everyone was thinking that the lords of the sith novel was getting rewritten canon was getting rewritten because on free on free tile, whatever his name is, on free. Him getting shot in the head, like everyone thought he was going to die. You don't really survive a, a shot to the head, and he was getting wheeled off in in a cart. But yeah, because in Lords of the Sith or something, he's in that, which takes place not long after this. So interesting little tidbit mm. until we see uh, episode twelve. Yeah, no, no, there was a lot of. Favorite canon doesn't doesn't respect the canon of on free tile. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's recovering and he's gonna make a full recovery <laughs> apparently. So, uh, I'm just trying to think of that movie where, um, someone was shot in the head and they survived. It'll come to me later, but uh, why don't you give me your rankings? So, uh, Cal, you uh, you uh, done some extensive research on your rankings. You want me to put on the spot? So, you uh, well, where I, did you go for story? Yeah, well, just prior to this, so to sort of do a bit of a Write them down this time, I guess. A little bit of prep yep. because I'm usually trying to get Dylan to explain it to me every single week. Um, so yeah, just- I know. Just, 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 just sidebar. Callan does no prep ever. Uh, even when, even the night that he was hosting, he's like ten minutes before. He's like, "So what am I going to talk about?" And I'm like, "This nah, is your show, buddy, mate." We just weren't texting you, mate. Me and Dylan were texting nah, nah, nonstop. You, me and Callan had our own little chat. Yeah, don't worry about us, <laughs> mate. Don't worry about us. Um, <laughs> So when least s- listen to episode ever, but anyway, uh, <laughs> and I think your Loki one was come on, mate. Yeah, it's taken over. Um, so story, I went four out of five. I really enjoyed it, um, and I think it's th- that backstory for you know Hera and all the Sindulas is cool. Um, character development, um, I'm sort of focused on our key characters. I still went three because I enjoyed and everyone um star wars feels i went five um and overall of nine it was one of my favorite episodes mm. dill what do you got dylan 
Well, my, my scores are usually all over the place, so I, I tried to be a bit more accurate this time, Matt, with the, the mole scoring, you know. Four out scoring, of five for story. Four is four out of five is eight out of ten. Okay, you, you go, <laughs> I gave it a three out of five, 9.5. <laughs> it's my overall score, Matt, okay? It, you have the, three the individual scores. The overall. And, all right. So I gave it a four out of five for story, a four and a half out of, for, out of five for character development. I thought the... You know, with Ballast or, or Hauser and Hera's origin uh, to be quite important and good. Star Wars feels a four and a half out of five. Uh, good throwbacks. Nice to see characters from Rebels. Uh, overall was a nine and a half out of ten. Much like Cal, this is probably one of my faves. Mm. Matt? For story, mm. I gave it a, a five out of five. Nice. nice. First, Is that our first perfect story? Hold on, let me have a look. It is. Wow. Character development, five. There we go. Star Wars feels, five. Five. Gave it a seven overall. This is your (laughs) ten. Six six out of ten. (laughs) Ten. And it's a ten. This was my best. I mean, I'm I'm a Rebels man, Clone Wars lover, but this episode was so good on a standalone basis. Yeah. But- the next episode, which we'll go into very shortly, made it even better, and yeah. this was the best episode to date. I think I think the next one really combined them both really well, don't you reckon? Well, that's because they're mm-hmm. part one and part two, Cal. Well, yeah, that's, I guess, the point of it, but <laughs> that that really helped to guide my score even more is what I'm trying do to you, say. Do you think that, and this is probably is a bit uh, ignorant to say, but do you think this is where Bad Batch started? Like, I feel like you could have glossed over the previous episodes we've watched of Bad Batch and this alone like you said Matt could have been a great starting point no no this, this is just you needed everything prior I'm not I'm not acknowledging and, uh, ignoring the fact that's just and, and the, don't forget this is a 10 out of 10 and they were in it for about a minute so it's just it was a fantastic episode you know hit 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 all the boxes that you want from a 20 minute mm. cartoon you know I'm, it's not it's not the Empire Strikes Back of cartoon episodes. It was just no. a really awesome episode, and and I and it hit hit me. And there's also a funny thing I heard the other day. Like, I mean, you know, it's 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 almost up to you as well to be responsible for your level of enjoyment. If you, oh yeah, if you if you have a bad fight or you're in a bad mood, you'll no matter how good it is, you're going to find it shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people look for negatives in it. Like yeah, I, I, exactly. I always look for. I'm always like positives or you know this is cool i'm never going oh that was shit because of this because it's star wars it's mm. what i love there wasn't there wasn't enough go tools in this episode i hate <laughs> it um, oh i should have given it a nine and a half for that there's no go tools in it so nah loved it absolutely i was buzzing there, there's my level of excitement for you kellen um but yeah so good i didn't see and- any aggressive tweet tweeting about it yeah, well, it's hard when uh, you know you got a newborn, and you know, uh, you know, yeah, the newborn's the excuse. Yeah. Right. The newborn, you know, got a toy display to uh, fill up and <laughs> lots to do, and uh, anyway, my rebels' excitement um, to maintain, and exactly, uh, mm. you know. And I, I finished, I finished the Clone Wars recently as well. I forgot to mention that. Oh, did I mention that last time? Yeah, I think you mentioned it last week. Last last week. Okay. I'm, I'm actually keen so, to get into it a bit more now. As much as like, because mm. I pre- previously I was just like, eh, you know, Clone Wars, it's there. I've watched a couple episodes here or there, but I think now that I've gone through Rebels and I've seen, oh, this is so good. I'm like, 
Clone Wars, mm-hmm. bring it to me. No, no, I agree. Oh, Callan just liked my tweet. This is, this, is, this is another live. You mentioned Twitter. I've never, um, I probably haven't been on it in about four weeks. Callan's major major twittering has been signing up for an account on the episode, and now he's liked my tweet. <laughs> on the episode. We, we'll uh, keep you updated in, uh, in the future on his progression. It, it's amazing how a guy who logs on once a month makes comment of my twittering once a week. So, <laughs> um, anyway, for the next episode, I, I was actually going to. I want you to both. I'm going to hit you up for the best tweet you saw. And from oh, doesn't matter from who, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. as usual, no prep. Yeah. Um, anyway, for our next episode, when we, 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 each of us are going to bring out the, the best tweet we saw. Oh, the and, next episode, uh, or are you talking about the next the next episode of the podcast? Episode twenty come with the best tweet you saw on on the internet, and and you'll share it with everyone. I'm going to have to do some good. Why you thought it was funny? Why you thought it was good? Specifically for Bad Batch or like any tweet? Yeah, I I, I don't want some tweet about Manly, okay? Um, <laughs> Tommy Turbo. I was going to say here, Tommy Star Turbo Wars got related. the uh, minute of the match, Origin. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. got the greatest player in all of NRL at the moment. This is not an NRL <laughs> podcast. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> moving moving on. Rescue Rider. I, uh, I watched this at 5.01. I was... Horny for right Ryloff. Uh, <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a shirt. <laughs> you know, horny like, for Ryloff. You know, well, it's funny. The Twi'leks are always like, you know, the, the sluts of, of the Star Wars underworld. You know, they're always the dancers. They're always like, you know, rubbing Sebulba's feet and stuff. You know, they're, all, they're, they're either really high-ranking liberators or they're sort of like <laughs> for hire, for pleasure. Um, so... Uh, Moving on, <laughs> very ready for this episode. I was, I was very, very keen, um, very, very keen to see it, and, and it, it, it didn't disappoint. Uh, opening thoughts, deal? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I think I, I unfortunately probably watched it with um, not my full attention, so I, I need to go back and watch it again. But it was a perfect piece of the puzzle. Part two was just as good as part one overall. Cal, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I liked. Um, it made it made part one just the yeah, like you said made it mm. really good. Uh, made me like part one more, but um, Omega in here was pretty cool. I really enjoyed them too. Really yeah. playing it playing a role together. Um, and you know that story about her learning to fly and wanting to fly and all that, and then getting in and fucking a few things up it was pretty sweet. I enjoyed it. Just fucking a few mm. things up, <laughs> and you sort of got you sort of got a Lenny Sindula who you know I thought for the better part of a week that she, this is the episode she dies because um, you sort of allude to it in Rebels that she lost her mother, um, you know, it caused the rift between her and her father. Uh, you, you know, everyone on the aggressive Twitter front was just like. Are we going to see Hauser die this week? Are we going to see a Lenny die this week? You know. Yeah, she, I was fearing she, a Hauser death. Bad. She was pulling out the zingers this week. You know, I see how you treat your allies. I prefer to be your enemy. Um, and you know, the opening scenes it really sort of you know it just brought to the forefront the whole inner conflict, and that's what Star Wars has always been. You know, good and bad, light and dark. You know, conflict, and you sort of see how you know the, the interaction between Rampart and and the prisoners, and then. 
the conversation between Hauser and Rampart where he's like, you know, I was there, I, I saw what happened and Rampart's like, you could see the chip, you know, what happened then? Enlighten me. And he's just like, I don't know. So he's like, mm. um, you know, you sort of you sort of see things falling apart for the Empire, so to speak, in, in, in terms of their hold over Hauser and, uh, and he's sort of breaking away. Yeah, that was cool. That was a cool couple of scenes. I did like that. Mm. Um, I thought I was going to get shredded the moment he opened the door, though. Like, I just thought he was going to die straight away. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a really bad feeling that he was going to walk out. And I thought as he was talking to the, the clones and sort of telling his brothers that, you know, what we're doing is wrong. We came here to, to protect, not to whatever, whatever he says. But I was... Sensing a, a shot come over the top from Crosshair the dog, you know. Yeah, mm. I thought it, it did set that up. Like he really did think um, this was going to be the scene, and mm. uh, it was good that it doesn't. Because I mean, what are those burns on his face? You know, like is that sort of may have you know that injuries played a part in his sort of development, or he's breaking away from his compliance? Mm. Who knows? But uh, yeah. you know, you definitely see him conflicted. Um, and it's amazing how they go from one scene of, you know, intense, you know, in a, in a turmoil and conflict. And then the next minute, you know, Omega's sort of playing with a, a gonk droid and it's like, oh, he's broken and he's, he's defective, defective like us. Yeah, that yeah. was such a cool part. I loved that. It was, oh, they took in a gonk droid for being defective, just like the Bad Batch. Oh, heartwarming. Mm, and a very, very good pickup, Dylan. Uh, you tweeted about it earlier. I'm sure Callan will see it in about a month or two. Um <laughs> And, you know, you sort of see that Omega is sort of like the moral compass of this of this group now. Like mm. the the Bad Batch are sort of, you know, one minute they're soldiers, then they've sort of developed into mercenaries and then they're like, you know, they get the emergency call from Hera and um, they're like, ah, oh, you know, children overreact, don't worry, they'll be fine, too too risky, We're, we need to look after each other. Mm. And um, Omega's like, aren't you guys supposed to put yourselves in dangers for the better of others and you know there's something about this girl now like she's really pulling on your heartstrings and mm. is, is it the accent you know if, if she was in an american accent you probably everyone would probably hate her guts like yeah but it's that kiwi innocence that's sort of if she mentioned something about brothers or um when well, she I think it was the family wasn't it yeah well i'm just talking about you know protecting the Protecting themselves because you know they're they're the brothers or they're the 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 team. And then he said something like, "In a game of strategy, you know, you have to play it smart or, or something like that." Um, and and he's, Omega he's sort of looking at yeah, you're self a, self, re, self um preservation. preservation. Yeah, you know, he's like well, as a soldier, you know, you you, you would pick you your battles for your brothers, and now it's sort of like, oh, let's just make sure we're okay and. Omega's like, not cool, bro, not cool. Why well, yeah. she would have done it for her, for them, you know? So, uh, you know, it was good that um, they went back and we got some more Hera and Omega interaction. And, and I only watched it again just recently before this podcast, after our little Rebels rewatch. And there were some scenes towards the end, which I'll go into a bit later on, but I really enjoyed the the dialogue between Hera and Omega. And, you know, there's this, all this talk about um, what is it? small galaxy syndrome like you know um you've got omega and hero who's now seen and you know the galaxy is a huge place and should this be happening and should be having all these crossovers like but i think you know this really works well as opposed to anakin fighting greedo 
in The Phantom Menace in a deleted scene. Like, that's sort of stupid and unnecessary, whereas this, you know, this works out well in that they're both of the same similar age and it doesn't affect their timeline. So as long as it flows. It's just as long as it flows and you don't, you're doing something to step out mm, of like, it. Do you know what I mean? Like, not, not to put your movie favourite movie down, but Dr. Eberzan's and Ponder Barber on Jeddah just before it explodes and before and they head off to the cantina on Tatooine, that was dumb. Like, that was <laughs> unnecessary fan service in a mm. movie full of fan service that was good. Um, that, that one they could have let go to the keeper without, without – then no one would have been – no one would have been up and oh, where's my ponder bar? But not my, not my move. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's always a few, but I think if you if you get a few and far between, you're laughing. Um, I agree. Mm. How good was it seeing, um, you know, Her- Omega and Hera get into the ship? The that that the whole scene between them flying around that was so Star Wars. Them taking out that refinery and. Yeah, you know, that, it was um, that was, was cool. So sick. Like it, it was one of those scenes where I sat back and I'm like, oh wow, this is so awe. I'm glad they saw she didn't get in straight away and just get in and be like a pro, a gun at it, whack a few things. Yeah, and, yeah. And she, I think Ted goes, what you, what's going on? And she said something like full witty, like, oh, we're figuring it out, or you know. And well, they asked if the guns were down, and Omega said, uh, we're working on it. Yeah. Is that working on it? Yeah. Was the the oh what was the bit where they're they're doing the bombing run or or something and Tex says something to to Hera and Omega. Oh, wish I knew what it was. Hold on, keep going. It's it's funny. I want to get it. So, in the end, you know they're they're doing this misdirection of the of the attack on the refinery and. you know, as Rampart says, you 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 protect the capital. We'll, I'll take care of this. Crosshair sort of figures it out, and um, and that's when you sort of get to that get to that scene where House is looking over the whole courtyard. Um, you can just it was just great, great vis, vis, um, what's the word? Just great imagery, uh, imagery. Yeah, and that you can mm. see full of conflict. He's seeing that there's a trap being laid, and um, Either it's now. Now is the time, and 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 you know he he converts, and he won't. He's uh, he comes good, and that's why you're probably wondering what's going on with his chip and his in a in a in a in a brain function. And the uh, the um the point where you know I think there's probably half a dozen guys through their through their uh, weapons down, all that sort of stuff. Oh, that's so sick. And sorry, I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, Cal. You you finish what you you going on the. I think we'll hear a little bit more out of the captain and um, and these guys that you know defected. Um, so I think that'll come up a little bit more. Hopefully, I think it's a cool part of the it was a cool part of the episode. I went on just didn't go on for too long enough to take crosshairs. You mentioned before, Dill crosshair <clears throat> took that shot, and you're like, why did he miss? Because he hasn't missed. I think he was really watching, expecting it down here, and he sort of moved. Do you know what I mean? So I think they they played it really well, but mm-hmm. also they weren't on that ship either. No, uh, wasn't the Clone Force one? Wasn't it Hera in that? I thought that was sort of like a yeah. No, half of them were on. Half of them were there, and then half of them were in the what do they call it? The um, the Senator shuttle. Yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, some 
Hunter wasn't there. I don't know because he was watching it. But uh, I don't know. Did Crosshair could sense that? But also, a gun against a ship can't really do much unless he shoots it like right in the engine, which I think he did once. He's Crosshair. You saw it like he's he's Crosshair. He can shoot (laughs) where other people cannot. Crosshair's no Mayfield, mate. Mm, we'll Crosshair's a we'll dog. See. Let's just put it there. <laughs> no, but the, the bit I was just awing, uh it, it wasn't a comment that I was thinking about. It was, you know, when Tech and, and Wrecker are in the ship and they're just about to do their bombing run and, you know, Tech puts on the afterburners and told tells uh, Wrecker to hang on and, you know, he maneuvers the, the, the their ship just like super quick in such a low, low point of the... No, no one else thought that was cool? Yeah, I thought that, I, the I, scenes I, were cool. Sure. I, I like the line where Hera was like, uh, I'm starting to get the hang of this uh, and we're losing them. And, and Tech's like, yes, you're, you're extremely that, that's, that, weird, yeah. weird style of flying. Uh, like it's a confusing maniac. them. definitely just confusing <laughs> them as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, no, that was good. And you know, the episode wraps up, you know, it's very stock standard, you know, what you expect from, from Star Wars and that, you know, bad guy comes in, they come save the day. And sort of, you know, you sort of, you see, um, I mean, the big scene was the Hauser scene where he's, he wouldn't leave his men, so he still got his loyalty to his battalion, mm. converts them and convinces the others, which, you know, is, is a problem for the Empire and that what happens if this, this happens everywhere, you know? Um, some people comply and don't forget in that group was part of that was Crosshair's, um, you know, personal yeah. thing. So. But they were the conscripted. I know that. So how many of the clones, it looked like about 60% of the clones. So some of them didn't. Um, So there's that. And then, you know, you sort of see last scene where they give them the money and Hunter doesn't accept it. He he just says, no, you're going to need it more than us. And it's, you can sort of see his moral, the way he's being shaped and changed by Omega and her moral compass and good, good guidance. So that was a really lovely scene and and sort of the, I love the bit at the end, this special moment between Hera and Omega. You know, your heart melts between their dialogue and thank you for believing in me and oh, it was just four and a half out of five goodness. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. it was oh, very, I, very good. It wrapped up a couple of good episodes. It was really good. And then you sort of, you know, because we're down to the last four episodes. That was my next question. Be a, 16, Season right? two, 16. There's a lot, you know, Clone Wars has done a lot in four episodes. Siege of Mandalore, look how good that was. So the way it ends is really clever and smart, like, and this debunks the whole you know, is his chip failing him? Because he basically says to Rampart, who's come around and gone, I underestimated Clone Force 99. Imagine if they were fighting for us. And then Hunter the dog says, request permission. Sorry, Crosshair. Request permission to hunt them down. Granted. End of of show. Like, the next four episodes will definitely be either, you know, the, the hunting down by Crosshair on Task Force 99 or are we going to see that sort of Kaminoan uprising like mm. but let's go into the ratings I'll go first and I'm going to go four and a half for story four and a half for character development and five for Star Wars feels for 9.5 out of 10 oh nice Cal yeah I went uh, four for story um, 
four for character development and um, Star Wars feels a one to five again. I really like, enjoyed it. And I'm going a nine. Nice. Again. I, four out of five for story, five out of five for character development. Star Wars feels was a four and overall a nine out of ten. Matt, what the fuck have you just put on your face? How many of those Star Wars masks do you have? It's my baby Yoda mask. I'm, I'm doing it for the photo. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got one with, uh, Callum, with Duel of the Fates. Duel of the what? Duel of the Fates. It's uh, oh, really? it's where it's Kenobi called- and- Battle, yeah. of- Battle of the Heroes. Oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? The song's you- called Duel of the Fates. Whatever. No, it's, no, no, it's, it's not. No, it's called Battle, Battle of the Heroes. That's Phantom Menace. You can- I'm going to take my leave. <laughs> don't worry. We're, we're wrapping up, so uh, you can't trip over your mouth any much more for this episode, so don't worry. Deal. Give us your, record, your, your ridiculous ratings where you start with a three and end with a ten. I just gave you my ratings. All right, Cal, I'm sorry. I was- Matt was too busy putting his fucking mask on. Cal's, already, oh, Cal's done his just- ratings too. What are you talking? Were you that no, self-absorbed? Too busy uh, I, 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 trying to take a picture of himself in a fucking baby Yoda mask. <laughs> you got to keep this in. Like, that's good. I'll own, I'll own it. I did tune out. That's embarrassing. <laughs> all right. Where 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 do you think we're going next? Yeah, For last right. four episodes. I think, Dylan, here's your chance to make your stupid theory. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And make it as ridiculous Mace as possible. Coming back. Right. Oh, I was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I'm still... I've literally just had a thought on the fly now of do we then... So if Crosshair's after Bad Batch, Clone Force 99... Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a, a Disney-esque, they're going to capture Crosshair and make him their brother again? You know, like bring him back. Okay. Are we going to see Crosshair killed? Mm. Maybe. Is Crosshair going to redeem himself and save Omega and die in the process? Oh no! A la Disney star. Oh no! That'll be good. That'll make his whole character arc redeemed. Oh, redeemed. Oh yeah. no! Is, is is Crosshair Dinger? <laughs> is Crosshair Greedo? No, no, he's not. <laughs> Callum, where do you think he's going, mate? Save this podcast from its from itself. <laughs> um. I actually think the wheels are falling off, people. They really are. <laughs> I hope been, it's an hour and five minutes in. I think we're all. I've lost it. Dylan <laughs> lost. A, Dylan lost a way before. Callan, you are the last sane person <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, I was going to say, home, buddy, land the well. ship. No, I hope it Please actually do. gets off Ryloth, um, and we see. Oh, you mentioned it. I think there's going to be a season two. Um, I mm-hmm. don't think you can close out. In four episodes, I think Omega's just got so much more to offer. Um, and mm-hmm. I think there'll be a crossover, a crossover, a crosshair conflict. Oh. And I really think he'll either say, you said it, save her, or he'll get um, switched back and save Clone Force somehow. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. My, my question to you becomes if there is a season two, do we see. A grown-up Omega. Yeah. And Boba reunited. I think if there's a season two, she's more grown-up. 
Is there a ten year age gap? But I think it's her. I think it's more focused on her. Only. Mm. Mm. All right. Couple, I think couple, we leave it. Couple I think crackers we leave it there. Couple I think crackers coming some, up. Yeah, couple crackers. I, I think, think so. our theories have been thrown against the wall, just like the shit every Speak other. Speak for episode. yourself, mate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, mate. Don't, 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 don't label us with your shit. <laughs> bring back, uh, mate. Bring back, mate. So funny story. I'm not sure you saw during the week. I doubt it. Star Wars, Star Wars theories video for his plans for 2022, 2023. Mm. He's uh. He did a fan film in 2018, and uh, it was well received. Although Disney took it off him pretty quickly, but he is making a new video, and it's episode two fan film. He's going to spend about 400 grand making it. What the fuck? And it's going to be Mace Windu fighting Vader as the last Jedi. That's so Mace survives and is hunting down Vader. I'll send you the link. Um, he's going to film it once all his COVID stuff is done. But, uh, mate, his, his channel has 3 million subs. You think 300 grand is a drop in a bucket for him. Like, for the for the advert, for whatever he bring, whatever his channel brings him in, I'm sure he went from, like, a million subscribers to 3 million pretty quickly. So uh, all the advertising he does on all the other ads pays for his uh, little ventures. So, mm. But it's right up your alley. It's uh, Mace Windu hunting down Vader. As the last Jedi, post Revenge of the Sith. I think we lost Cal. Is Cal gone? I think Cal's gone. Oh, he's muted and I'm he's, muted. He's just he's, he's just he's just muted. You know what it is? I'm gonna I'm gonna theorise that Mace Windu is enacting through Callan now. He's 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 he's, he's shape shifted over. Uh, he's just Callan's. Uh, wait, has Crosshair just gotten Cal? Crosshair the dog. What was that? This is another low point for the episode. It's uh, <laughs> zero day, uh, zero days without technical functions. So uh, what we'll do is we'll wrap it up there. I guess Callan has uh, disconnected from the studio. Um, it's been good. It's been a good two weeks. So I think we'll uh, we'll be back with next week though. To uh, we'll, we'll review the last four episodes one at a time. And uh, you know, please wherever you get your podcast, leave a review. It definitely helps the channel. And uh, we look forward to catching you next time. May the force be with you guys. May the force be with all of us. And you too, Callum. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. We really appreciate you listening. You can find me on Twitter on TMABY Podcast or on Instagram 3MABY Podcast. We hope you're enjoying these Bad Batch reviews and the guests that we've been having. And we'll look to have more and more guests as the weeks progress. We'll catch you all next time.